When I first came along to church myself, which was 17 years ago, I, I came along to church and I loved the music and I liked the messages because they were relevant and practical. I thought, this is so good. But as soon as that service was over, like, I was out the door. I was gone. And I actually did this for a year. Oh, that's just terrible, isn't it, when I think about it now. But I did it for a year, and I'll tell you why I did it. Because I felt so awkward. I felt so, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I felt that, like, I, I was new to church, and I didn't come along with anybody, so I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anyone. I felt awkward. I felt like I stood out like a sore thumb. So that's why, as soon as it was over, boom, I was gone. I did that for a year. And by the end of the year, I started like having a little bit of a whinge and whine to myself and to God, like, wow, that church, they're so unfriendly. <laughs> and I, I am, I'm like, oh, geez, like, no one's done this, no one's done that. They're just not friendly. And I heard God say to me, you're not friendly. That's not what you want to hear from God. And I've got to tell you, that was not cool of him to do that. It might have been true, but it woke me up, I can tell you that, because what it did, I thought, wow, I haven't been friendly. I haven't actually put myself in a position where people can be friendly with me because as soon as it's over, the service is over, like, I'm in my car and I'm gone. My goodness. So I made this little goal with myself and God that I would meet one new person on a Sunday, like every week. Now, the first Sunday that it came to, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want to do this. This is horrible. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I, would, the, I don't know what that service was about because all I could think about was afterwards that I've got to stay and meet this one person. I'm thinking like, oh, I don't know. So the, the service finishes and I feel awkward already. I'm sitting there like, where do I go now? Because I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm just standing here. Like, okay, I'm going to go into the foyer. Oh, I'm just standing here too. I don't know what to do. I see there's a bookstore, and I thought, oh, at least I can pretend I'm looking at something. I'm not. I'm looking for someone. But I, I go there to the bookstore, and I'm, I'm looking at the books, and then this lady comes beside me, and I'm like, she's the one. So I turn around and go, hello. <laughs> it was, oh, it was not the greatest, because I... You know, I might have been expecting to meet somebody for the first time, but she wasn't, because I'm like, like, I'm like, hello, and she looks at me, and then she goes, actually, she looks at me strange, and I'm thinking, see, this is just so not working, God, not working, but she goes to me, you look familiar, she goes, do you live down, da, 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 da? I go, I do, she goes, our sons, they go to youth together, oh, maybe we could carpool, because you're just around the corner from me, she lived just around the corner from me. And we made this thing in one moment of saying, hello, doesn't matter, I just managed to get out the hello, but when you take a step out, God will help you. God puts you in the position with the right people. She was the right person for me at that time. And we really got to know each other and that was great. But there are a couple of things that I've learned. Uh, it's not great to just hang out for a year by yourself. So I, I'm, don't do that. <laughs> the best thing you can do is get in a group or get in a team. So the title of my message today is Better Together. Better Together. Because we are better together. You know, God, He designed us for community. So whether you feel like a people person or not, 
We all need each other. I mean, I didn't feel like a people person. I was not outgoing. I mean, I might be a little bit outgoing now, but then I was in an environment, I was like a fish out of water. I was in an environment I did not know. I did not know anyone and I did not really know what was even going on. But I knew that I wanted to be there. So it's, it's just like, if you're not a people person, that's no excuse. That's all I'm saying. So God never intended us to live the Christian life alone. He's incredible. God is incredible. But he needs us. You see, God uses people. He uses people. He used that lady that day to meet me, to make me feel more at home. So in Psalm ninety-two thirteen, it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. When you get planted in the house of God and you do that by being in a group, being in a team, I've learned that over the time, you will flourish in your life. Your life around you will flourish. So uh, I had all these excuses though, even though I did the hello thing and I met someone the next week as well, hello, awkward as anything, but I started to make know a couple of people as I walked in and waved out, and that was great. At least I didn't feel so awkward. But I started making up, I heard about a group, you know, getting into a group. And you might have heard that if you're here as well, because we're actually big on helping people to get into a group. Like God, you know, he puts people who are solitary in families. That's in the Bible. And groups do that sort of thing. So I had all these excuses though. I'm going to share some of them with you you know, you might have your own excuses, but these were mine. So the first one is like, why, I, why am I not going to um, go into a group? Because number one, I did not realise how good it was going to be for me. I didn't think that it was going to be that great for me because I'm independent and I do things my way and when I want to. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's why I needed to get into a group. But anyway, I, I'm thinking I'm independent. I don't know how that good. And then I thought, well, personality, as I said before, I felt like out of my comfort zone big time. It was a different environment and I didn't feel like, oh, it's awkward. And then it led to the third one was fear. I had this fear like, what are these people going to do in this group? Are they going to like have these chairs like around in a circle and, 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 and I'm going to get there and there's, there's one in the middle just for me. And then I've got to go there and confess every sin I've ever made. I mean, we're going to be there all night with that. But, but I had all these ideas about what a group was going to be like. I'm, I'm thinking like, so I had a fear. And honestly, we don't do that. Not on the first one anyway. Nah, just kidding. We don't do that. We don't do that. If you guys are doing that, stop it. <laughs> no, no, we don't do that. So then the last one excuse I had was busyness. I mean, I was a busy person. I worked full time. I trained. I was doing Taekwondo at the time. I trained uh, four nights a week, but I practiced every day. I went to the gym as well. I had two sons that went to school. I, had, uh, I was studying as well. So I, I, I'm just too busy to go to a group. What are people thinking? Man, I've got life. I've got a life happening here. Well, I, honestly, if you go to a group, most of them are... Uh, fortnightly in our church. Most of them are around about two hours. Two hours a fortnight? Serious? Come on. For something that can change your life, that can get you connected, that can build your life. That's right. So anyway, once I got rid of all those, uh, Ephesians 4.16, it says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part, it's 
does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. We are the body of Christ. We all are. And every person in this room is just as vital as the next one. With my body, if I cut my thumb off, I probably live without it, but I need it. I need my thumb. We need you. We probably could go on without you, but we don't want to because we need our thumbs. Give me the thumbs up, everybody. Yeah, that's right. We need our thumbs. So we, everybody is just as important, as important as the next person next to you. So Jesus himself, he had a group. Uh, he chose 12 men at the beginning of his ministry, and they were from all walks of life. There were fishermen, there were tax collectors, there were rich, there were poor, there were educated, there were uneducated, and none of them were anywhere near perfect. And he shared his life, he shared his heart, he shared his love of God with them. And that's what happens when we're in a group. He shared those things. We're all, none of us are perfect. I know, I don't know whether you actually knew that, but I'm just saying, like, none of us are perfect, but all together, we're amazing. God can use us. So I'm going to give you some insight on what happens in a group that I've found. What happens in a group is, number one, friendships. I made friends in a group. I made friends. Friends, like there's a scripture in the Bible that says, in Proverbs 18:24, a man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I needed to show myself friendly, but I made friends that stuck closer than a brother. I've got friends that I made in my initial group. They live in Gladstone now, but we're still friends. You make lifelong friends. And there was a lady in our group that I started going to because groups are not just for you. You're going to grow and you're going to be loved upon and you're going to be accepted, but you'll be amazed how much you have to give. Sometimes people think, I've got nothing to give. And I felt like that because I didn't know that much about God. I hadn't even been reading the Bible. Like, I didn't know anything. I thought, what, what do I have to give? So I went along like one night and this lady was having trouble with her son. He'd been uh, drinking. He'd been in trouble with the police. He'd been stealing. And she was just messed up. She was a real mess. She's so hurt. And so we prayed for her in the group. And like we prayed for her and her family. And we thought we're going to pray for him every day until our next group to see if there's a, a chance. So while I'm at home, a few days later, I'm praying for her son during my own prayer time. I'm praying for her son. And I got a picture of him at a boys mentoring group that my, sons, my own sons went to. I saw him there and I thought, whoa, maybe that might help him. So I rang her up and I said, I got a picture of um, you know, your son at this boys mentoring thing. I don't know, like, what do you think? Like, we can invite him, he can come along with us. And she says, oh, I don't know if he'll come. I went, well, let, ask him, just ask. Anyway, she asked, he came, totally changed his life. He came, it's like he found purpose. He had hope. He was so excited. He kept coming. He, he was a totally different person by the end of that year. And I have found, like, I'm from New Zealand, so I've came, like, grew up with gangs, like there's lots of gangs in the town that I'm from, and uh, the Black Power, the mongrel mob. Anyway, my sister was in the Black Power uh, when she was probably from the age of 16. 
my sister was in the black power. And I mean, we've talked about this since. I mean, she's not anymore. But I said, why did you do it? It was so stupid. Like, I couldn't believe, like, why, you know, I'm thinking, why did you do that? And she said, I did it because I felt like I belonged. I did it because I felt like I was accepted. It didn't matter what was going on in my life. I did it because they loved me. And do you know what? That's what people hunger and they want that. A group does that. Go to a group where people can love you, where people can appreciate you, where people can lift you up, where they can encourage you, where they can win. But not only that, it's where you belong and where you can help other people as well. So there's a reason for that. Groups are amazing. So friendships is my first thing that I found. Care and support was the next. So in uh, Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, it said, let, let us be concerned for one another, to help one another, to show love and to do good. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. This is God. Like, I'm not making that up. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see the day of the Lord is coming near. God wants us to meet together. He wants us to meet together because in a community, like we're meant to be in community. It's not just about you. It's about others as well. You can love, you can care for, and you can, get, you know, your gifts get stirred up in community. Like the, the, another group that I was in, I've been in many groups over these last 16 years because of the first year I was just out the door, remember? So, but I've been in plenty of them. And one, one group that I was in, uh, a lady in the group found out that she'd had leukemia. So that was pretty brutal. Like the whole family was destroyed. And our group really grieved with her because that's what happens in a group. When they weep, you weep. When they celebrate, you celebrate. You know, like that's what a group is all about. It's all about we're better together. So what we did... We put in money, we bought groceries, we cooked meals for her. I mean, like, I put in the money and then I watched them cook. Because we learn about our giftings, right? I let them do their gifting, the cooking bit, and I just gave the money. That's awesome. But we got together and we did. It stirred up the gifts because some, we had some brilliant cooks in our group, amazing. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even think, you know, and bakers as well, like Pastor Dan, she's an amazing baker. So... That's right. So people use their gifts. Then we went to the hospital. We prayed for her. We took, uh, one of the ladies was a, a bit, bit of an artist. So she made, did a painting of the beach and we put it up so that she could see it from her bed so that she could see straight after this, you go into the beach. So she could see a way out of the hospital. So we, we did that. We took flowers. We took food to the hospital, but we went there when we prayed and we had a little bit of a roster about when we were going to, uh, visit her because we, we're for her. We're praying for her. We made a decision that we were going to uh, pray and fast as a group for her. And we did that. And we saw an amazing miracle of God. When she had her next, I think it was just a month later, she had a test. They could not find a trace of leukemia. Come on, that's God. And that's what can happen. When you're in a group, thank goodness that she was in a group. But thank goodness we were in her group. Do you understand that? That's how vital you are. It's amazing. So 
uh, we're better together. So that's friendship, care and support. And then the third thing is growth. Oh boy, I've grown so much in a group. Sunday services are great. I love Sundays and make sure you come every week on a Sunday. I encourage you to do that. Uh, but the way you get to know people better is in a smaller group setting. Like, because there's more time for questions. There's time for discussion. There's time for friendship. There's time for food. There's time for encouragement. There's, there, you know, there's time to worship. There's time to pray more. If you were into worship, you could worship for an hour if it was your group and you decided to do that. Uh, you know, develop your spiritual gifts in a group. You can practice in an environment where you feel safe. Because honestly, in, in groups, you know, what happens in the group stays in the group. That should be your policy anyway, because we want that safe environment where you can go there, you can grow without being judged. Groups are amazing. We're better together. So in, in Proverbs 27, 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. And that's what happens. You rub up against each other. Sometimes that's not so good, but you grow from it. Believe me. I've had experience with that as well. In a group, I learned how to pray. I learned how to hear from God. I learned how to um, prophesy over people. But in, I've been in so many different groups. Like I went to a uh, Bible group to read the Bible because I was having trouble opening it. <laughs> yeah, I had a brand new Bible and I had opened it a couple of times, but oh boy, it wasn't doing it for me. I mean, what is everyone so excited about with the Bible? Because I was just, I'm thinking, this thing is like boring, like serious, like I don't even get it. I tried reading it from Genesis. I think I read the first page and thought, what? Don't get it, don't know, I don't get it. So I decided, well, you know what? I felt God put on my heart, go to a Bible uh, group. So I joined this group and it just happened to be on the night, which was my main night for Taekwondo. So I had to make a decision. I'm like, oh man, but I love Taekwondo. I mean, I've been training for five years. Like I'm a black belt now, that's my black belt training. I don't want to miss that. I'm thinking, why does it have to be on that night? Why can't it be on another night? But I don't know how it happened or whatever, but I just knew I had to go to that group. So I gave up Taekwondo, totally. Boom. And it's amazing those little decisions you make, how big they can actually be in your life. It seemed like a little decision, although it was big to me at the time, but it seemed like, but it made all the difference. So I give that up, I roll up to the class, I mean like, like the, the group, and there's 16 people in there, and they're like, yes, yes, about the Bible. I'm like, yeah, nah. And I get there. And then they're going, today, we're going to talk about one kings. And everyone's like, yes. And I'm like, awesome. And I, see, I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know that there were separate books in the Bible. I didn't know that there were 66 books in the Bible at that time. I'm thinking, what, what is one kings? And I see them all opening them, and I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm really feeling out of my comfort zone. I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know where one kings is. And my brain left my head, and I thought, why didn't I look in the the table of contents. But I'm there flicking around in this big Bible thinking, one kings, one kings, one kings. And my friend had given me a, my friend had given me a, a bookmark with the, the names of the books of the Bible in order. I didn't even know what it was at first, but I got that that day. And I think like, so I looked, I looked down and then I finally found it. 
But I was, I had it underneath the desk because I thought, oh, I'm so embarrassed because I don't know where one king's is. And then just as I find it and I put it on the table, I think, yes. They go, now we're looking at two kings. I'm like, no, no. I mean, fortunately for me, like two kings is after one king's. Woo. So, but that's how I felt. And actually after, I mean, I was pretty straight up in those days. After the class, I go up and I say to the person who was leading it, like, okay, so I don't, I still don't get it. Why is everyone so excited about this thing? Like, because I still, that was great, I think, but I don't understand. She gave me the wisest thing. She just said, what you need to do, you need to read the Bible every day. You need to start from the New Testament because it's the story of Jesus. Like she gave me three things. And she says, she says, even if you just read for five minutes a day, but you read through the Bible and God is going to highlight things to you. And I'm like thinking like, yeah, okay. But you know, do that, like read from the New Testament, let God highlight things to you. But before you actually even start to read, you need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come and reveal things to you. So I did this the first week, I'm doing that, nothing's happening. Like day five though, I'm reading something and then, whoa, there it is. It's that, this, this part of scripture stood out to me. So I started to get excited about the Bible. I started going to the class and like, I'm just like them now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I, was, I mean, I still didn't know where anything was, but it didn't matter because I was in a group and I was, they were teaching me and I was learning and I was growing in the word of God and I was getting excited because it's the truth. It's the truth. The Bible is the truth. That's what happens in, in groups. I learned how to pray in a group. This was a totally different group on a Friday morning. Uh, before I went to work, 6 a.m., I used to go to that group and I'd go there because I didn't know how to pray. In fact, I, I, I don't think I'd ever prayed out loud. Like, I, I didn't really know. So I would go, but I'd, I thought, yeah, I'm just going to hang out in the background. It's a little bit hard, though, when there's only eight of you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd get there and I'm thinking, oh, don't ask me to pray because they're praying about stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, they sound amazing. Oh my goodness, maybe one day I can sound amazing like them. I'm, then I'm thinking, no, I don't think I can. But I'm thinking, please don't ask me. So, but from after a while of going to that group, I started to pick up different things that they were saying. I thought, wow, you know, that sounds like the truth. And oh, that's, that's really good. And then the one day that they did get me to pray, I'm like, no, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do it. I mean, it was probably like, it was like one sentence, but do you know what? It didn't matter because I got that out. I said it out loud. It was my first time. And I'm thinking like, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. But I was thinking like, I'm so awesome. I like prayed out loud. It did something on the inside of me. Did they care and say, man, you didn't like, you didn't pray properly? No, they didn't because there's no such thing as praying properly. They even said to me, it's what's in your heart. Just pray from your heart, pray from your heart. So I'd go to that prayer meeting and then it came to the time and someone heard that I, I play the guitar at home because I, I loved worship and I would pray, play the guitar and I'd sing and I, I, was, I just love worship. I would go to sleep at night listening to worship music, but I would play the guitar and I would feel the presence of God on me. And then anyway, they asked like, hey, can you bring your guitar next week and lead us in worship? And I'm like, nah, Nathan, no, 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 I can't do it, sorry. Like, I said, because you know, when I play the guitar, it's about just me and God, me and God. <laughs> 
I'm thinking, no way am I going to do that. And so they, they asked me, like, like please, like, like, she'd been praying, she felt God say that I should do it. I'm like, no, don't pull the God card on me. That's just not cool. So next week, I roll up there with my guitar, and I, I'm shaking like anything. I'm nervous as anything, because I've only ever worshipped in front of myself and like, like in front of you know me and God. I mean, I was great at parties. Yeah, get that guitar out. But you know, having a party, everybody's singing. So I get there, but I'm smart, right? I made sure I knew one song on the guitar, like like. But I just played it over and over and over again, and I, I printed out the words, took them with me, because I'm thinking like I printed out eight copies, make sure everybody's singing. See, that is smart. So I didn't have to do it by myself. Anyway, I get there. There are 25 people there. No! But that day, I was shaking like anything. But do you know what? It didn't even matter. I knew that these people loved me. It didn't matter if I stuffed it. It didn't matter if I blotched it. Nothing is perfect. I didn't care. And as soon as I strummed that guitar, I felt the presence of God. And it broke something in me that day. Not about worshipping. It broke something in me. As if like, when you take a step, God meets you there. He grows you. It just gave me faith and encouraged me. It grew my faith. It showed me that it wasn't just about me. It was about other people too. And that's why you go to a group. So I learned how to worship in a group. I learned how to pray in a group. I learned how to hear from God in a group. I prophesied my first word over some, like actually it might not have been my first, but very close in a group. I didn't know how to deliver a prophecy at all. Didn't know how, but I knew God was pressing me to speak to this person there. I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. To God. And he's like, do it, do it. And I'm like, nah. (laughs) And he's like, do it. And I felt like, honestly, that he grabbed my mouth and made me open it. It was just like, and get it out. And I prophesied this word over this person. And it wasn't pretty the way I did it because it was the first time in front of other people, but it was powerful because the Word of God is powerful. She started crying and it, you know, there was that moment when someone speaks something over you in in a group like that and it just touched her life so much. It made such a change in her life and that's what happens when you're in a group. When you're in a group, you could hear a word from someone or someone might pray for you or someone might lay hands on you and heal you. And that moment is for you that will change your life. But you might be there and you pray for someone else. You lay your hands on and someone gets healed. It's so exciting. We are better together. That's right. Friendships, care and support and growth. You can grow in a group. And honestly, if you're not in a group, Be in one. Don't wait a year like I did. Speed things up a little. We've got lots of different groups. We've got interest groups. We've got social groups. We've got Bible groups, prayer groups, so many different sorts. And if you want to find a group, you can go to the next step zone after the service, or you can see uh, Pastor Jeremy or Pastor Sharon. If you guys stand up, these are our group's directors, so they will be able to help you as well. Let's give them a hand. They do a great job. <laughs> Jeremy has actually said, I can definitely find anybody a group. Doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter where you, where you, yeah, yeah. So take him up on that. So if you want to know more about groups, though, 
do growth track. Growth track we have on the third Sunday of every month. So the next one is on the 15th of March, and it will be during the 10 a.m. service. It will be starting at 10 a.m. So there you can find out more about a group that might suit you as well. But can I just ask you to close your eyes, because I, I just love you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you're here. I thank you, Lord, that you see every heart. I thank you, Lord, that you're already leading and guiding and tenderly pushing people, Father, towards the group that is right for them. I thank you, Lord, for every group that is in our church, Father, that there would be life, that there would be light, that there would be supernatural healing, that your presence would be there, that we would see miracles in every group. I thank you, Lord, that you'd speak to people in groups. I thank you, Lord, that you'd help them make decisions, that you continue to lead them. And Father, for every group leader, I thank you, Father, that you would grow them up, that you would rise them up in Jesus' name, Father, that they will always be one step ahead of their group because that's all they need to be. I just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, that we are better together, that we can love one another, that we can be together. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Groups are amazing. But you might be here today and you might not have a relationship with God yet. And you heard Alex earlier how she shared about she didn't know God, she was going along in life, tough things happened. But the day she met Jesus, things began to change. And it didn't happen all at once, but it did happen along the way. We're all on a journey we are all on a journey. Same thing happened to me 17 years ago. I walked into a church just like that one. This one, everyone uh, seemed so happy and excited and as if there was something going on. And I knew there was something going on, but I didn't know what. And it wasn't until the end when the person gave us an opportunity to invite Jesus into our heart that I thought, wow, that's me. And when I prayed a prayer to invite Jesus into my heart, things began to change because you see, when you invite Jesus in your heart, He brings your spirit to life and He starts to walk alongside you, to guide you, to lead you.